Remember. Remember. That is our theme this Advent season. And the idea of remembering is an oft-repeated phrase in Scripture. In fact, the Hebrew word for remember is zakar. And that word, or a variation of that word, is used 232 times in the Old Testament. Now, when I first started pondering or thinking about this series, this idea of remembering, I figured we'd look at all the times the word remember was used in Scripture, both Old Testament and New Testament. But as I reflected this past week, I reflected on Advent really being the the preparation of our hearts for the coming of Christ. And that being the case, when Christ was born, we didn't have the New Testament Scripture yet, just the Old Testament. So instead of both Old and New, we'll just look at the idea of remember in the Old Testament, joining with those who surrounded Jesus, looking at their Scriptures. So imagine with me now. And if you were kids, I'd tell you to put on your imagining hat. Joseph and Mary, they've packed up a few of their belongings for their trip. You see, the Roman emperor had decreed that a census must be taken. Thus, each male must return to his own ancestral town. That meant that Joseph and his wife Mary needed to take a road trip from the town of Nazareth in Galilee, where they were from, to the town of Bethlehem, where Joseph's ancestors had lived. Can you picture the scene? Joseph saying to Mary, did you remember the snacks? Did you remember the extra blankets? Did you remember my birth certificate so I can prove who I am? Did you remember? And I see Mary cut him off. Joseph, I've remembered everything. Now would you please remember to help me to the donkey? So the two and eight ninths of them walked out their front door. Joseph, Mary, and her obviously pregnant belly. They packed up a few belongings, loaded the donkey, and set out on an 80-mile trip between the two towns. Now, while Mary was quite pregnant, quite uncomfortable in the saddle, that trip could have taken up to a week to complete. Now imagine with me that this soon-to-be-growing family is nearing the end of their journey. Perhaps it's in the evening and they see the glow of lights from Bethlehem. They've decided to spend the night just outside of town, on the outskirts, around a campfire, talking about what life will be like with a new child, but also remembering what life has been like without. Then they decided the next day they'd go into town and take care of official census business. But something happened to Mary just then that had never happened to her before. Her water broke. She Being a young woman full of complete trust in God was calm. But her husband, oh my, what are we to do? What's what's, what's next? I can't can't have you sleeping here. We need to go find a motel. We need to get into town, Mary. I'm bound to forget something. And she says, Joseph, remember? Remember what Uncle Zachariah said. To all of us, we need to be reminded that John the Baptist was born about six months before Jesus. So when he gave this prophecy, when he sang this song, you have to wonder, did that song get to Joseph and Mary? Did they hear what he had said? Could it have been that they knew of or had heard of Jesus, their 
child being the evidence of God remembering. Now, Joseph to Mary, maybe breathing a little bit more heavily. Remember, remember Mary, what Uncle Zachariah said? He said our baby would be evidence of God, of Yahweh, remembering. He's being merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant. Oh, Mary, God is remembering the covenant. Oh, but which, oh, this is, which, which covenant is it? Is it, the, is it the one that God talked about in, in Leviticus when, when God was talking about punishments for disobedience? God said, I'll remember my covenant. The covenant to Jacob, the covenant to Isaac, the covenant to Abraham. I'll remember the land. Oh, dear Mary, is that the one? Or was it the covenant in Numbers? Mary, oh, I'm confused. The, the one when God was talking about the silver trumpets. Remember that one, Mary? Numbers chapter 10, God said, when you arrive in your own land and go to war against your enemies who attack you, sound the alarm with the trumpets. Then the Lord will remember you and rescue you from your enemies. Blow the trumpets in times of gladness too, sounding them at your annual festivals and at the beginning of each month. And blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and peace offerings. The trumpets will remind God of His covenant with you. Could that be the covenant God wanted to remember, Joseph asks Mary. Or or is it the one in Ezekiel? The one where God's talking about judgment on Jerusalem. Now this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will give you what you deserve. For you have taken your solemn vows lightly by breaking your covenant. Yet I will remember the covenant I made with you when you were young, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Then you will remember with shame all the evil you have done, and I will make your sisters, Samaria and Sodom, to be your daughters, even though they're not part of the covenant, and I will reaffirm my covenant with you, and you will know that I am the Lord." You will remember your sins and cover your mouth in silent shame when I forgive you all that you have done. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. I mean, can you see Joseph trying to remember these things? And can you see Mary a little bit confused? That covenant, Joseph? Really? Well, could it have been Mary? Could it have been the other one in Jeremiah? Where Jeremiah says, for the sake of your reputation, Lord, do not abandon us. Do not disgrace your own glorious throne. Please remember us. Do not break your covenant with us. If Jim were here, Jim Mace, I'd ask him, man, how did you react when when Becky's water broke? Because I have to wonder if Joseph, this this nervous wreck, because the baby's coming, who's trying to to comfort Mary by by quoting all these, these... random verses about God remembering His covenant. I, I've got to wonder, is He just bumbling through? You know, Mary, oh, what, what, did, what did it mean when Uncle Zach said that? Of course, then there's Mary, still calm, fully full of faith in God, who says, Joseph, finish Uncle Zachariah's sentence. God has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering His sacred covenant, the covenant He swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. That makes more sense to a confused and flustered Joseph. The covenant with Abraham. 
God would remember. And what we need to be aware of in this specific verse, Luke 71, Luke 1, 71 and 72, this idea of remembering is not merely cognitive. It refers to God bringing His promise into operation. God bringing His promise into operation. So what, what was that promise? What was the covenant God was remembering that God was bringing into operation as it pertained to Abraham? Well, most of you know the covenant. But for those who don't remember this, this is the Abrahamic covenant in Genesis chapter 12. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. God's remembering His covenant with Abraham. And what were the elements of that? Abraham would turn into a great nation. He would be a blessing to others. God would bless those who blessed Him and curse those who cursed Him. And all the families of the earth would be blessed because of Abraham. This is the same covenant that God repeated when God tested Abraham by asking him to sacrifice his son. That's Genesis 22, verses 16 to 18. God said this, The angel of the Lord called Abraham again from heaven and said, This is what the Lord says. Because you have obeyed me, and you have not withheld even your own son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies, and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. What a great promise. What a fantastic covenant. Now on a trip to Bethlehem, to the city of his ancestors, when Joseph had been trying not to forget anything before loading up the donkey and then trying like crazy to stay calm as he comforted Mary, remembering what Uncle Zachariah had said, Joseph was reminded of God's covenant with his own ancestral line. I think it's easy for us to remember that King David was Joseph's ancestor, but you keep going down the line and so was Abraham. So Uncle Zechariah reminded him of what his own descendant had said. And can you see how this would give Mary and a babbling Joseph courage as they faced the soon arrival of their baby boy? Can you see how it would provide great hope and passion, and readiness, and, and fortitude to these first-time parents. Remember the covenant, Zechariah has said. Now, the Old Testament is packed with God remembering this covenant. We heard Joseph stumbling through a few of those in Leviticus, or Numbers, or Ezekiel, or Jeremiah. Here are a couple of other points. Psalm chapter 105, verse 8, 9, and 10 the psalmist says God will always stand by His covenant, the covenant He made to a thousand generations. This is the covenant He made with Abraham and the oath He swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree and to the people of Israel as a never-ending covenant. 
The very next chapter, the psalmist was talking about the times that the Israelites had been disobedient to God. And God, it says in Psalm 106.45, God remembered his covenant with them and relented because of his unfailing love. Then there was the time after the Israelites had been in in bondage for over 400 years. In Exodus 2.24, it says God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant. The promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's interesting, as I studied this, I looked for the times when the people remembered the covenant. I only found twice. But there was numerous times where God remembered His covenant. And almost each and every one of those times that speaks of God's remembering His covenant with His people, they seem to be tied to Genesis chapter 12, verses 1-3. to But did you notice... Some of those that we just read added something that wasn't in the original covenant between God and Abraham. Psalm 105 continued after it said, God will remember His everlasting covenant. Verse 11 says, I will give you the land of Canaan as your special possession. Leviticus 26, 42, we looked at it earlier. God says, then I'll remember my covenant with Jacob, with Isaac, with Abraham, and I will remember the land. Numbers 10 begins, when you arrive in your own land, you'd have to be kind of dull to miss the extra part that they are adding in there. Now in studying Genesis 12, 1-3, you notice that this part you may be picking up on wasn't there. But there seems to be an addition to that covenant. Be in 12 verse 7, or a second Abrahamic covenant in Genesis chapter 17. Listen to this one. 17 verses 1 to 8. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. And I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. Now at this, Abram fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I'm changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And I will give the entire land of Canaan where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants. It will be their possession forever and ever, and I will be their God. So what was similar between the Genesis 12 and the Genesis 17? What did you catch that was the same? Descendants, yeah. Father of countless generations, okay? And the other thing, God said in both of those, I will be your God, and you will be my people. In the third one, what was added? The name change and the land. And the land. Now, looking more closely at at these passages in Scripture that talk about God remembering His covenant, 
most of them tie back to the land. The Genesis 17 covenant. This is the the same covenant that's repeated to God to Isaac in Genesis 26. It's the same covenant repeated by God to Jacob in Genesis 28. Both talk about the, the original covenant and then add that portion of, and I will give you the land. Now by the time Joseph and Mary were on the outskirts of Jerusalem, themselves sitting there, her water broken, him freaking out as a first-time dad, not wanting his wife to give birth next to a gravel road and a donkey, by that time, the giving of the promised land had already taken place. The people had taken over, they had lived there, and then God had kicked them back out because they didn't obey Him. It had all happened years and years and years prior Joseph and Mary were now living under Roman rule. And my guess is them and the Israelite people were once again thinking back to that covenant where God said, I will give you the land. And they may have been thinking back to the part of the covenant where God said, I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Or maybe they were simply thinking back to the part in the covenant where God promised to be their God. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Perhaps as Joseph and Mary were freaking out a little bit, that's the part of the covenant that they were reminded of. Will this baby somehow be God with us? Always. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering His sacred covenant. The covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. At this point, I picture a flustered and panicked Joseph, maybe with a gleam of confidence in his eye, reaching out his hand to pick Mary up and saying, my dearest wife, let us go. Let us go be part of that plan of God being our God and the God of our ancestors after us. Let us go and take part in a night that all of creation from this day forward will remember as God remembering His covenant. Let us remember, Joseph may have said to Mary. And let us remember also. But what is it that's supposed to come to our mind today? What are we supposed to remember? Is it the presents that we got last year? Or the year before, the year before that? Is it brightly lit trees and candles and garland? Is it family gatherings? Are we supposed to remember the traditions we participate in each year? Each of these things is good. And I would say these are each God's gifts to you. But could our call today to remember be the same thing as it was for Joseph and Mary? To remember the covenant God had made to Abraham. What if that is our call? Does that covenant still apply to us? To you? To me? Let's talk about the land. Who lives in the Middle East? Who lives in the middle of eastern Washington? And the rest of you commute from Seattle? I don't know if the land so much 
uh, fulfills or is part of our covenant with God today. But what about the rest of it? I would say yes. Most definitely yes. And it applies to us because of that baby in Mary's belly. Because in that belly, God resided. And as Zechariah said, through that baby, God remembered His covenant. He was bringing His promise into operation. And that operation, that earthly operation by an almighty God was birthed in Jesus Christ. From Jesus to us, the covenant continues. Because of Christ, we can be counted as Abraham's offspring. Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. What's more, the Scriptures looked forward to this time when God would declare the Gentiles to be righteous because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when He said, all nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessings Abraham received because of his faith. Descendants of Abraham, that's part of the covenant. Because of Christ, the nations can be blessed. They will be blessed because of us. If we do as Christ said and we go into all the nations and make disciples, that's all the nations blessed through us. Because of Christ, God can be our God forever and ever. Isaiah chapter 41, Don't be afraid, God said, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Psalm 48, 14, For that is what God is like. He is our God forever and ever, and He will guide us until we die. And Jesus said in Matthew 28, Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's part of the covenant. And that's a part that in our Advent season, I think God is calling us to remember. Remember the covenant. Let's pray. God, it often amazes me how a promise that you made to a man named Abram thousands of years ago could transcend time and go through his descendant David and his descendant Joseph and, and then become real in Jesus. And it amazes me how that same promise could apply to us today. God, we're in a season where we admit we are often too busy, where our focus is often in things that, that maybe uh, aren't You. And I want to ask, Lord, today that over the next several weeks as we continue to prepare our hearts for the, the celebration of the coming of Christ, I ask that you would help us remember the covenant that you made with Abraham. Help us remember that it applies to us as well. And as we do so, may you be glorified. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.